Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of your Only One Ravens podcast. I'm your host here, King Pope. I got my co-host, Mr. JB, here with me tonight. Well, uh, world. And we are we going to the Seahawks. You know what I mean? I had to I had to take some time to flush that Cardinal game on my system. Um, I hope you did, man. I hope you did. I mean, a, a, a dub is a dub, man. That's the way I look at. I mean, I mean, you could call a dub a dub, but guess what, buddy? I'll be honest with you. Playoff time, you don't have chance. You don't have time to play like play on playoff time. So I just, I, I, I'm so hard because I look at this team as a playoff team, and the last couple of years, JB, playoffs have not been have not been nice to us, and I just want this team to be firing all cylinders when they walk into the playoffs. And I don't want no excuses. I want us to be hitting things on it. Because I'm going to be honest with JB, if we keep having these little exits like this in the playoffs, dog, I'm ready to change head coaches and I'm ready to start over. I'm, oh, yeah, I I'm, I'm, yeah, I've been, I've been wanting to change head coaches for about four or five years now. So, like, I, I feel you on that one. Yeah, I just – I don't want to go into the playoffs, JB, and, and I don't know. I mean, I, even like say we was a wild card, and we get beat in the wild card round. I'm ready to cut. I'm ready to cut John Harbaugh off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I just, I'm tired of those situations. Like, when's the last time we got to an AFC championship game, man? It's been forever. You know, Some Flacco, Bengals, right? Yeah, Cincinnati Bengals have been there what two years in a row. Yeah, but I, mean? I, I think that was a fleek. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think they have longevity in what they're doing over there. But no, that's, I mean, that's another story for another time. Yeah, I'm just saying, I just feel like you got to get better with that. Um, so, But anyway, we're going to Seattle. Uh, uh, man, this is going to be a this is gonna be a, a, a great game. Um, I think I want to start with the injury report. Um, so, I know yesterday, which is Wednesday, we had a lot of guys out. I think it was Odell was out. Um Rafe was out. Uh, Morgan Moses was out. Ronnie Stanley was out. I think Ronnie Stanley was like that day. Morgan, I don't know because I believe Morgan did not practice again today. No, he did not. So the Morgan part concerns me again because the gelling of the offensive line is important. So if Morgan can't go, man, <sighs> come on. That's that's concerning, um, but Odell being out, I mean he's out what at least one or two practices every week, so I'm kind of like used to that. Um, Odase though, I, I, I you know what I think John, I think Odase came back too early. Um, yeah, yeah. Came back that one game, you, he got hurt. Go Dude, you know what I mean? I think he yeah. came back early, bro. I yeah, I'm a. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I, I think a lot of those guys are still playing with injuries. I, I think Odell Beckham is still playing with an injury. Um, I think Morgan Moses came in and, you know, when, when he's probably injured, I think Ronnie Stanley and Odafi, I think they all still playing with some minor injury. Like, you know, like stuff like when you get hurt in, in, at the beginning of the season, like, that lingers, like that that pain or that that sensitivity, like it it, it lingers, right? Yeah. So 
Yeah, I, I don't think none of these guys are going to be healthy, healthy until probably after the season over. So, but right now, everything's a go. Like we, we have to be functioning on all cylinders. Like everything's a go. So, like this is week eight against um, a, a, a good um, Seattle Seahawks team, man. Now, I mean, hopefully we can have some more of that NFC magic that Lamar can bring, but. You know, I I I think it's gonna be a, a good game. I don't I don't think it's gonna be a blowout either way. Either though, I would prefer it to be a blowout in, in the Ravens' favor favor, but I I, I think they they still have a, a a lot to tighten up on on the offensive side. And like we said last the last couple episodes, P like they don't know they they don't have an identity yet on offense. No, they don't. And I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the Seattle Seahawks uh, because I like what Pete Carroll has done with this team. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, Pete, Carroll, Pete Carroll has went through a whole uh, change with this team because, remember, this team was Russell, mm-hmm. you know, Russell for a while, then they had the Legion of Boom, and you had Cam Chancellor, you had Earl Thomas. You know, they, they had a, a great right. and You had Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, so, and this team now, look at the Seahawks, like, Pete Carroll is almost revamped, and he's going back into that same direction of, of, of playing great defense and having a good running game. And, and, and he almost – I'm not saying that that's the Legion of Boom over there because it's not, but I, what I can say is this secondary is very talented. Yeah. I mean, they are vicious. Woolen, they are vicious. Yeah, with Tariq Woolley and then the addition of uh, Devin Witherspoon. Man, yeah, Devin, yeah. That's goal. dangerous. It's yeah. dangerous over there, man. Yeah, so like I like what I see out of Seattle. Their defense, uh, it's very talented. Uh, it was a good decision for them to bring Bobby Wagner back because mm-hmm. last year, the Seahawks' run defense was very poor last year. It was like one of the worst in the NFL last year. So uh, having Bobby back in the middle of their defense helps that a lot. Um, their D line. Like I said, they, they made a trade and got Leonard Williams. I believe that that's going to um, help their D-line even more. I like Draymond Jones. from uh, They got him from the Broncos from last year. Uh, Draymond Jones is a great piece to their defense. Uh, he's So that should help on their D-line. Uh, I know they lost to Chenna. Uh, he, he's out for the season. Uh, he was one of their good pass rushers. He uh, got hurt, I think it was two weeks ago. And that's when mm-hmm. they moved Frank Clark. Uh, because they lost, you know, Chenin. Um So Frank Clark, uh, he was in Seattle before, so this is not like his first time around in Seattle. So he's been there before, even though you, most people might know him from the, from playing with the Chiefs. But he played he played in Seattle before. So it brought in Frank Clark. Uh, I like Boy Mafe. Uh, he's been great for them too. Great pass rusher. Uh, the young guys, he's looking really good. Uh, so they can get after the quarterback too. Um, so I like what I see out of them. I think this week they had uh, Tyler Lockett was injured, was on the injury report. Uh, Jamal Adams was on the injury report. Um, they they got a few. Uh, yeah, uh, Jack Reed, their uh, their safety. Yeah. Um, I don't even. It's a Kenny McIntosh. Is he playing? Like, like so Kenny McIntosh. But he, he's on IR, right? And Kenny McIntosh has not uh, pretty much played. They had yeah. – has been Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet. Right, uh, right. So, Kenny, 
McIntosh has not been out there. Uh, uh, and I like Kenny McIntosh because he was com- coming out of jewelers. He was a great running back. Yeah, he, he yeah. 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 Very explosive speed-wise. Uh, I think I think once he comes back, maybe he'll help the offense. But when I look at when I look at Seattle games, it kind of they kind of do hot handbacks. So mm-hmm. like how much I don't know how much McIntosh will be able Kenny will be able to get in there because like like if K nine going crazy, they 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 see K nine. Uh, yeah. Zach Charbonnet, Charbonnet doing good? Then they kind of see them too because like last week Zach was doing good. K nine, I mean. They, they went through both of them, but like they kind of see the high hand. They go between the two backs a lot. Yeah, between those two, which is yeah. Bulk of it. Um, K nine is good, man. I mean, he's very, he's very elusive. Uh, he uh, changes the direction. Uh, he's good with that. He, uh, he has quick feet. Uh, I remember watching him at Michigan State. Man, he had a, he had some uh, great games at Michigan State. So yeah, Kenneth Walker is definitely a, a, a great running back. Uh, something to look at, but yeah, yeah Are you? I think that's both teams covered, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Yeah, I just want to go back on what you said. Like, like real quick, like you, you, you naming all their offensive weapons. You, you forgot they made one. Uh, oh, DK, oh, no. man. You're talking about DK, <laughs> DK man. Yeah. Like, the, and the, and the, the way that him and Tyler Lockett have been playing, like that tandem right there, like, like our, our DBs, our secondary is going to have to bring their A game. You, you know, like, I'm, <clears throat> go ahead. The sleeper is JSN. Yeah. 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 That's the sleeper right there. Yeah, that's the sleeper. Yeah. JSN has slowly been getting himself into the offense, and, they, and they've been trying to, they've been trying to feature him more in the offense. And, mm-hmm. get, and also, don't forget about Jake Bobo. You know, Jake Bobo's gotten in the end zone with the last two weeks, so, you know, yeah. he's a good receiver that they have over there, too. But, I mean, they got some receivers, like like you said, they got some receivers, like DK and Tyler Lockett. You know, they, they you're right. Right, JB. Like, yeah, so now, yeah, this, 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 I'm expecting this to be a slugfest. Like, it's, it's, I, I think whoever gives up that, um, that big play towards the end of the game, I think that's who's gonna, who's gonna, um, control their destiny. I, I want to get back to, like, you know, you, uh, gave praises to Pete Carroll, and as you should, like, he, he's probably been the one, College coach probably in the last twenty years that has um, sustained um, a successful um, NFL career. So like, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I like watching. I, did he come in with John Harbaugh? Like, the, well, the, the same year John Harbaugh took over the Ravens, or was it like a couple years prior? I, I can't I think remember. They might, they might somewhere in between there. They close because if I'm not yeah, they close. I, yeah, because. The year the Ravens won the Super Bowl in 2012, I think Pete won it like two years later, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I can't remember if he came in when John Harbaugh took over for the Ravens or why. I, I can't remember. But either way, um, su- salute to Pete Carroll, man. Like, he, like, I, I, of course, I'm a diehard Ravens fan, but I, I, I love what he's been doing over there, um, in Seattle, like his, his entire career. But I, I don't want to leave out Geno Stone. Right. Like um, when you talk about the greatness of Pete Carroll, right, you know, he was able to take uh, um, uh, a Geno Stone that was struggling with the Jets, where every 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 quarterback that goes to the Jets struggle. Go ahead. 
You said Geno, you mean Geno Smith. You kept saying Stone. I mean, yeah, I mean, I can't, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Geno Stone is our guy. Geno right. Smith. Yeah, yeah, Geno Smith, like, you know, he, he, he struggled over there. Um, in New York and, um, what Pete Carroll has done. Um, he, he basically resurrected his career when everybody was doubting. Oh, like, you know, he, Geno Stone is a primate. I mean, it, God damn it. Geno <laughs> Smith. <laughs> Geno. I, I keep saying Geno Stone because he's been balling out the last couple of weeks, man. Like, so he, he, he on the brain, but, um, yeah. And Geno Smith, you know, everybody was counting him out. Like, oh, he's a permanent backup. He's a permanent backup. And you look what <laughs> you look what he's done over there um, under um, Pete Curl, and you know, just the weapons that he's he's able to throw to, and and you know, hand the ball off to. You talk about K nine, like he like that boy's a dog for real, man. Like, so I'm I'm again, like I'm I, I highly praise our defense, you know, and. I, I think those guys, are, it's going to be a slugfest. They're going to slug it out, but I, I think they're going to um, get the dub nonetheless because, like I said, I have them winning the the last five games. So now we got two left out of that five, and it's a must win, man. We we, we got to win. So Go with, Pete Curl, with Pete Curl, um, the, the greatest move they made was getting rid of Russell, and I think they knew – they had to get rid of Russell. They got rid of Russell at the right time. And not only did they get rid of Russell at the right time, they 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 fleeced the the, the Broncos with the picks. Because if you look at the picks that they got for the 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 Broncos pick turned out to be Devin Witherspoon, which was you know a great pick for them because that just strengthened their defense. And if you look at what Russell is today, Russell is not where Russell was in Seattle. He just he ain't the same guy. So the thing I like about what Pete has what Pete has done with Geno Smith is Pete has instilled confidence in Geno. See, yeah. see what happens is when these young quarterbacks come out in the draft, right, and they go to these, some of these organizations, some of these like orgs, the Jets, yeah, some of these orgs are just not good with with instilling the confidence in your quarterback and also teaching your quarterback the game and developing yep. him. Developing the talent. Yeah, to develop him to be the leader of your team. So when Geno went to the Jets, it was a bad situation for him. All the way around. Because that in his career, it just made him look bad like he was the bad guy. Because, JB, if we if I, if you're not mistaken, if you really watched Geno when he came out of college. College. West Virginia. He was dealing he at was, him and uh him and him and Tavon Austin was up there. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. He was dealing. He was he was killing it at West Virginia. Mm-hmm. So when he went to the Jets, it's just the situation of him being with the Jets, it was in a bad situation because that organization they just wasn't good. And, and you can see it today. I'm gonna be honest. Like, look at the Jets today with their quarterback situation. Look how they are with with uh with Zach. He's not good, but at the same time, they're not good at making him better. So what they do? They they go out and they get Aaron Rodgers because they cannot develop. They have a problem with developing quarterbacks. You know what I mean? And that's just that's the, the mo. So Pete, so 
took that confidence. He put that confidence in Gino, and I'm telling you, Gino oozes confidence right now, man. He just mm-hmm. oozes like he's yeah. confident in his game. He's a confident quarterback. He's very. He's always been accurate because he showed it mm-hmm. to He just mm-hmm. needed the right coaching staff and the right team to be yep. able to. Yeah, absolutely. He needed somebody to um to coach him up. But like I'm a I'm a I was I was talking to somebody a couple of weeks ago, right? Now, Pierre, I mean, uh we, we are old enough to remember like when guys when quarterbacks um specifically got drafted, they usually rode the bench for the first three, four, maybe five years of, of their career. Like it, it wasn't a instantly throw you into the game and 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 so you can figure it out like no like a, a quarterback that was drafted always came up you know um second string um and you had to learn out of somebody like even the the great Steve Young as great as he was he had to come up um behind Joe Montana pause but like like they don't the NFL doesn't do that anymore and what's happening is you're ruining a lot of the a lot of the careers of a lot of these young dudes that's coming out and you know might not be all the way developed like they they're not coming in as a a Lamar Jackson or or Jalen Hurts or, or or somebody to that magnitude like if you look over um in Chicago and what they doing with Justin Fields, they doing the same thing with um with him. Like I think, and I think somebody like Justin Fields is a, a, like he's a good talent. Like he can throw the ball. He's a pocket guy, and I I, I just think that the um, the league, but Chicago um more directly, I I think because of color of his skin, uh, and I won't go there much, but because of color of the skin, I, I think they wanted him to to replicate the things that Pat Mahomes is doing in Kansas City and Lamar Jackson um here and Jalen Hurts and um and Tua and all these and all these guys. But some some black quarterbacks are are traditional quarterbacks. And you gotta start treating them as shucks. You you gotta build them up. Like you said, you gotta build their confidence. You gotta give them you gotta give them the skills um and system to make them successful. And the NFL is not doing that anymore. So when I look at Justin Fields' situation in Chicago, um, I credit that to a bad organization, and they are. They're going through turmoil, and they're yep, just – Just like they're the not, Jets. But go ahead. They're, not, they're not a good org. You know what I mean? Um, when I look at the Chiefs, that's a good organization. They know how to develop their quarterback. They know how to cater to their quarterback. You know what I mean? Like – like I can't say the same thing for the Bears as what I see in Kansas City. It's just the organization is just not ran. They're not ran right, and that's why Justin Fields is failing because he's failing of what is around him. Around him, absolutely. That because to me, he needs a change of scenery, and and we're talking about him needing a change of scenery, and he's still on his rookie deal. Right, so like, crazy. That's crazy to. Think about that. You know what I'm saying. So right. I get, like you said, some quarterbacks like like the great Aaron Rodgers. He came in and he sat behind Brett Favre. And Brett Favre, right? Favre. You know what I mean? That's what they. That's what even, even right, right. But even Tom Brady. Tom Brady came in and, and sat behind um Drew Bledsoe. So yeah, like come on now. You like everybody is not um as talented to to come right out and be a, a superstar. 
No, and, and you're absolutely right. I believe that. Uh, uh, I just believe now they put a lot of these quarterbacks and and these quarterbacks. They they feel like these quarterbacks are a little bit more developed coming out, and they want them to be like stars. Like so, like like this year when Caleb comes out, you know, a lot's going to be put on him because they feel like he's gonna he should be great. You know what I mean? And, they, and they're going to put a lot on him to carry a team to be great. Um, so I think that's that's. I just think that these quarterbacks have to get with the right organizations and, and they have to build around these quarterbacks to make them successful. Because I believe, like, with Justin Fields, they never gave him the offensive alignments that he need. He was always That's what he need. You That's know? what he need. Last year, he ran, okay, he ran for, what, a thousand yards, but he was running for his life. <laughs> right. Your offensive line stunk. You know what I mean? So instead of drafting the offensive linemen, you guys draft defensive players when you need offensive players, which to me made no sense whatsoever. I just felt like, like you didn't, you, you got to cater to your quarterback and help your quarterback out. So that's why I say I like what Pete has done for Gino. Pete has actually gave Gino the confidence that he needed to be a successful quarterback in this NFL. And you're seeing, like last year, you seen. You see what Gino, where he really is and what he could be because you finally gave him what he needed to be a good quarterback. Now, this year, Gino is struggling a little bit. He's had some games and some lapses where he has not looked well. Uh, I think last week against the Browns, because I watched, you know, I watched some of that game when they played against the Browns. The Browns defense is good. We already know that. We play against the Browns. We know how good the Browns defense is. Um, they blitzed a lot on Geno. Uh, they got pressure on Geno. And some some plays, Geno, he made some great plays against them. And then some plays, he made some bad plays. He had some interceptions last week. It was like, it just looked awful. And it looked like, you know, Geno was struggling. But then when they needed to win the football game, Geno made the passes to win the game. And, I, and at that point... That's all that matters because they got the win. Um, but I believe that Gino needs to play a little bit more cleaner than what he has been playing the last couple of weeks because he has had some bad passes and it's and he has had some you know some some moments. Um, his offensive line is his offensive line got beat up early in the beginning of the season when they played the Rams. I think he lost like his left tackle and his right tackle like, directly at the beginning of the season, and I believe Charles Cross, which is his left tackle has finally came back. Mm -hmm. um, and his offensive line has got... Now, for, the way his offensive line played last week against that Browns defense, man, they played pretty well. And that's has something that I'm a little worried about with the Ravens because mm -hmm. this Seahawks offensive line came up against a Browns defensive line that's, to me, better than the Ravens defensive line. No. And they played pretty well. No. They're All not better than I. Yes, no. Listen, you know, uh, listen, uh, man. Go ahead. No. The Browns have one thing that the Ravens D-line does not have. Man, Garrett. Miles Garrett is so disruptive that he makes the rest of the D-line that much better. Right. But, 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 hold on. Right. But, P, you take him off that team, and then what? Nothing like you, right, like you, like 
with, with, with the Ravens, with the Ravens defensive line, each one of those guys have been out or played subpar and we still found ways to win. Now, I mean, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, as I would say, granted, we, we, we have a linebacker core that is really gelling and our, our secondary is, is getting there as well. But like, Miles Garrett is the Cleveland Browns defense. Like, not just defensive line, that, that whole defense moves towards him. Like, and you know, like, problems. Go ahead. yeah, it's yeah, that's, 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 but that's what I'm saying. Like, but we have more than just a Miles Garrett. You know, you know what I mean? Like, we got, we got guys that go out there and, and, and play on each level of the, of their defense. So, like, I, I, you know what I mean? I, I kind of almost hesitate to give them a slight advantage because of Miles Garrett, but no, nah, I, 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 I like the way that we playing and we beat Browns, them. And, the Browns so. defense is, was, if I'm not mistaken, was the number one defense in the NFL before the Colts. And so they ran it. Yeah. Yeah. So to say yeah. that they're not better than ours, they are, bro. Like mm-hmm. I, I just, they just been that dominant. Like, like think mm-hmm. about it. when they played against but, us, that D line was crazy. No, like, what was you watching? What game was you watching? It was Miles Garrett. The first it was game only Miles Garrett. But but that's that's what I'm saying, JB. Miles Garrett is so good and disruptive that it allows everybody else on the defense to play what like. Right, yeah, I, I I get what you're saying. I get so what you're saying, but yeah, their defense is dominant. Period. Right, right. But so, and, and and that's what I'm saying. So if you if you watch what, um, all right. So so bet. All right. So Miles Garrett to the Cleveland Browns is what, um, Roquan Smith and um, <clears throat> and and uh, shoot, and Pat Queen. Is for us like no. when those when those guys get moving side to side, like it it frees up. Like I mean, it it gets the defensive line motor running. So if you talk about a guy like Brandon Pierce, who he has to he has to build on the game that he had last week. Like like there's no I don't I don't want to see uh Anthony Davis. Uh, type of showing, like he he needs to improve, like he needs to use last week as a stepping stone and just keep getting better and better. If he if he's in there disrupting the play, it makes everybody on that defensive line that much better. Miles Garrett does <clears throat> that. Patrick Queen and Roquan don't do. Miles Garrett is a game changer. Miles Garrett, look what he did to the coach: the sack, fumble, the block, field goal. Like he changes the game yeah. to win it though. Right. They could go from losing to winning the game. That's right. that's the difference he, of Miles Garrett yeah. compared to Roquan and Patrick Queen. But he's that's still he, he, he's still he, one person. He's still one person. But and at the end of that person, game that, that we played. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. To just be like Denzel Ward. Those guys, mm-hmm. his linebackers are so fat. Like it allows that team. They you focus so much on Miles Garrett that you forget about the rest of their defense, and they wreck havoc. That's how yeah. good they are as a yeah. as a unit. So yeah, I, I feel you on that one. When I watched what Cleveland did as a unit to last week and the way they played, like Seattle offensive line had trouble at times, but most of the time they handled their business. So what I'm saying is to compare to that is that front 
for the Seattle offensive line is good. And if the really? Ravens think that they're going to be able to just power through them, it's not nah, going to work that way. Nah, they, they're, good. they're not going to power through them. No. Yeah. And yeah. The Seattle can handle the blitzing. They're, they're just, they were good at that. Like, I think Geno only got sacked one time last week yeah. from the yeah. Browns. But and I'm going to be good at that. Yeah, I'm going to tell you what I like from from the defense, from our defense, from the Ravens defense that I appreciated uh, the, the last couple of weeks, actually. Like, we're like we're running a lot of stunts, right? And and it's not like a, a, a clean cut stunt. Like, it's, it's almost like a, a, a delayed stunt where it might be Brandon Pierce or, or, or Justin Matabike, you know what I mean? Like, coming across the... Um, the, the helmet of of a, a defensive lineman, whether it was the center or the um or the guards, <clears throat> you know what I mean, and then Roquan or or Pat Queen or whoever. Like I think a couple times I've seen um uh uh Millette, you know, kind of like do a twist and stop up in the middle. So like I, I I'm excited about um McDonald opening up that playbook on, on the defensive end. But I, I, I think, I mean, like I said at the top of the show, I, I, I think it's going to be a slugfest. I think it will come down to, um, the linemen, offensive versus defense on, on, for both teams. Um, <clears throat> and we, we just got to put pressure, more pressure than Gino has seen, um, this season. I'm going to be honest. If Gino has time in that pocket, they're going to get He's going to pick us apart. Yeah, he's going like yeah, yeah. Especially with his, yeah. his receivers can get up. They're going to get over. Yeah, yeah. I about to say especially with this um, zone um, defense that we run. I'm really not a huge fan of it, um, but I'm also not a huge fan of running it sometimes and then jumping into man and then jumping back to zone. Um, so yeah, like um, I, I think our Secondary is going to have their hands full, but we, we, I think we got to continue to play lights out. Like I said, if Geno Stone, um, continue to, uh, steal interceptions from his teammates, like let him keep doing that. Um, you know, um, and speaking of the teammate that he stole the interception from, if, uh, Brandon Stevens, if he continue to play, like I, you know, you know, I, I've been on him, like all last season I was on him, like the beginning of this season, but he's, uh, he's, he's come along. He's playing well. So, like, I think with with those guys on the field, with the healthy Marlon Humphrey, man, we 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 got to get it done. Like, there's no excuse because because so we can beat mistaken, this team. If I'm not mistaken, this might be the second best receiving core that the Ravens have played against because I think the Cincinnati was the was was one of the best they played against, and this one might be the second best they played against this season, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, you got you're right. You got DK and Tyler Lock and JSN. Uh, I think this is probably the second best one they played against. So this is going to yeah. be a for the secondary too, because the guys, the guys they got to match up. You know what I mean? Like you said, those guys gonna have to be able to cover. And to me, Brandon Steve is like, yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you, brother. Like this is not a game where you're not. This is not a game where you take off. This game right here, you have to be good. You have to be good at your position because this one here, uh, these, these like I said, these receivers can beat you. And Tyler Lockett is very a savvy route runner that he is. Uh, DK yeah. is more of a straight liner, more of a uh, 
maybe a one cut go type of guy. But your Tyler Lockett fast as hell. Yeah, Tyler Lockett is fast and he's a savvy route runner. He and he knows how oh, to get yeah. open. Yep, it hit between him and Amonse Brown. Like they they, they kind of like similar a little bit with the with the way that they run routes. So that's going to be a true test. And, and and like I said, they're gradually bringing JSN along. I mean, he won, he had the game winning touchdown last week. So, um, like I said, this it, it's going to be a, a good test for the Ravens defense, you know, because I believe now what I do believe is, is, is what the Ravens have to do is if the Ravens want to, if they, if they want to win this game and they want to be successful against the Seahawks, you have got to get pressure on Geno and make mm-hmm. Because Geno, Geno's not a runner. He ain't a runner. Nope, early. And, and he, and he, he, he can move in the pocket a little bit, but he ain't trying to move a lot. So yeah. the more pressure you get on Gino, the more frustrated Gino gets, and Gino can give you some mistakes with some mm-hmm. fun he does. So yeah. do get after him to be able to make him move and frustrate him in that pocket. Right. But he's, like you know, some of the games, he once he gets a lot of pressure on, he makes mistakes. So yeah, must say he's he's not really go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm listening. No, I'm just saying he's not really a a, a shifty runner. Like once he um, picks when he's gonna run, then that's it. Like he's not. Like he he doesn't always keep his eyes downfield. Um, and then um, he he's not one of those guys that will start left and then take up yeah, and then go back right. Like if he starts left, he's gonna keep left. If he starts right, he's gonna keep right. If he starts up the middle, um, it's not there. He he usually um he usually throws a those are the way. Like he has a strong arm, so uh, like you said, Pete, we got to get pressure on on these guys. Um, got to get pressure on him. But like I, it, it from for me, everything, all the all the energy, everything that we're talking about, it starts. <clears throat> I'm sorry. It it uh it starts at that um not at the whistle, but like at every snap. Like the Ravens got to be. be Ready to go. They, they, we can't have any miscues on defense. We can't have twelve men on the field. Like I'm, I'm so sick of that penalty for our defense. Um, we, we, we can't make bonehead mistakes. We, if you are a DB, um, and the the safety is is not um behind you, pause to um to to help out. You know what I mean? Like don't go for the gusto. Like you, you, you got to play within yourself. So yeah. yeah. Another thing the Seahawks do pretty well is they run three tight ends and they got three good tight ends. Mm-hmm. What they what they like to do out of their three tight end sets, uh, they like to they like to run the football out of their three tight end sets. But they also have their pass packages when they run out of that too to confuse you when Gino runs his play action out of them. and it's very successful. You know what I mean? So I've seen a lot of the three tight end packages where they'll use that to run a Zach Charbonnet or a Kenneth Walker out of those packages. And then a lot of, or they'll come back with it and they'll go to the tight ends out of that package. Cause they have three tight ends that can catch the ball and they block well. So mm-hmm. they use it a lot too. So sometimes you might see sets where as though you might not even have a receiver on the field. You might just have those three tight ends out there and they're making the plays with their tight ends, which comes back to your Roquan and your, and your uh, Patrick Queen. Oh, hold on one second. 
Yeah, the ambulance outside the house. Good lord. But anyway, so you have your uh, your Roquan and your Patrick Queen. Those matchups with these tight ends uh, are important because these guys can get open and they, and they and they make plays too. They're very athletic. They're great blockers, and they can catch the ball well. So those things, you know, the Ravens gonna have to watch out for, and they're gonna have to play towards. You know, just being careful because they have a lot of sets that they can run out of that three tight end set. You know mm. what I mean? Just watching the tape on them, I've seen. Them. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I, mean, I was watching the same thing that you was watching, but I, um, out of out of those three tight end sets, like you said, they they usually running the ball, um, or they they setting you up to um, f- for the play action. Um, which is, which is deadly. Like it's, it's quiet, but it is, is deadly. Um, as far as the tight ends, like I'm, I'm not sure that they should be the absolute concern. Um, uh, being that none of them, um, actually have a touchdown on the season. Um, so I, I think when you, like, you, you just gotta play smart. You gotta play instinctively because they, they, they gotta run that three tight end set and it's going to be a run. It's going to be a run those few times, but you got to look the third quarter, fourth quarter when they run it. I mean, when they bring those um, triple tight ends out and you think and run like you, you know what I mean? Like you got to play smart. You got to read, you got to read and react. So like, yeah, I've, I've, I've seen them destroy guys out of that three tight end set. Yes, I have. Teams rather. Yeah. They've been very, they've been very successful with that package, uh, with mm-hmm. their three tight end sets. Now moving over to the Ravens' offense, uh, this is going to be a test for them too. Because, like I said, I, I'm a huge fan of Tariq Woolley. I liked him last year. He proved himself last year. Between him and Sauce Gardner, they were the two best young rookie corners in the league. Uh, now, I mean Tariq. He started the season off slow, and that's because he came off. He had an injury in a training camp, and he he kind of got late to the start of the season. So, you know, he's he had to build himself up. But I think as week has has as weeks have passed, he's been getting better and better every week. But what's what's been great for them is Mr. Witherspoon. The Giants game was a breakout game for Dallas Witherspoon, and yeah. that was national. It was on national TV. So if you don't know who Dallas Willisville is, you should have known who he was the night well, he they went. went there. Right, I, mean, I say he went to Illinois. Oh, go ahead. He took a pick six to the house, and he had a – I think he had like two sacks that night. And he mm-hmm. was just all over the field. His coverage ability is great. He's, he got a small frame, but guess what? He will come up and he will hit you. He will lay you out. Mm-hmm. And he plays – they, they kind of sort of now have been playing him more in the slot. So he's been more in the slot, and they use Trey Brown, and they use Tariq Woolen on the outside. So mm-hmm. when the Rangers come out and they run their three wide receiver sets, you're going to see Witherspoon in the slot. You're not you're probably not going to see him on the outside. He's more so in the slot. But he's good in the slot because he covers well. Like, he, he he's good at that. So mm-hmm. I think with, with the Ravens this week, you got to find ways to get these guys open because the Seahawks cover well. I mean, and remember, Jamal Adams is back. You know, Jamal Adams is a, uh, he's your bully. The safety, right? The safety, and safety, right? 
to me, he, he's just an extra linebacker if you want to be honest. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He, he plays safety, and then and, you, you 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 couple him with uh, I would do they got um love right uh. It's Julian yeah, Love. Uh, yeah, Julian Love. Yeah. Quandry did. Quandry yeah. Did. Yeah, man. So they, they like to run three safety sets, too. They'll have all three of them guys out there. They'll have Julian, they'll have Quandry, right. and they'll have uh, Jamal out there, all three of them. Mm-hmm. They'll run sets with that, you know what I mean, where they'll have those guys out there. And Jamal will be more so of your your linebacker type. You know what I mean? They might blitz them. You know what I mean? Because like, like last week, I think it was a play. The play where they got the pick at the at towards the end of the game, they blitzed Jamal. He came up the middle, and he brought pressure. And I think the ball hit off his helmet, and then Julian caught the pick. Yeah. So they do, like I said, they do run sets with all three of them out there. So they they they're very savvy in 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 how they play their coverages back there. But they have the pieces to be able to do those type of things. I think where they're kind of weak at is is more so. With their D line, I think that's the reason why they try to go get Leonard because mm-hmm. they want to be much better in their run defense. Um, so so I, that's 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 like a weakness for them. That's why Leonard came in. Right. So you so you, you you said you wanted to talk Ravens offense, but you still made a a a, a, a turn back to the Seahawks defense. Okay. So like, talk to me so, more about about our offense. So so what do we need to do? So what we need to do is. Well, what Todd needs to do is he has to be very creative with his passing game. Because, again, like I said, these guys are savvy and they're smart. And, and, and one thing I know about Pete, bro, Pete has his hands in the defense, and he's always has. Because remember, when he the boom, his hands was all in that. Mm-hmm. He, he had a defensive coordinator, but his hands was in that. He's very, and Pete is very savvy when it comes to his defenses. So I need Todd. Not to, I need him to be smart with his play calling. Okay. So like, maybe like you said, John, maybe we put Zay Flowers in a little bit motion to move things around. You know what I mean? We might right. have to do like some, um, we might have to do like some, um, uh, some wire sweep with sweeps, something sweeps, different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Give the something sweeps. different to look at. Like make the defense eyes move a little bit more. Um, I think that the Ravens could do well with, with uh, Mark Andrews in the middle of the field because last week Njoku dominated the middle of the field on the Seahawks last week. He was uh, he was very good for the matter of fact. I think Njoku scored last week for the Browns. So I think that they could get some positive um, movement in the, in, in, the, in the middle of the field with Mark Andrews. I think that would be uh, positive for them. So they got to do some of those things. And then they got to run the football too because Seattle – they not, I'm not going to put. They're not top five defense when it comes to run defense. You can run the football in, but the thing about it is, you have to be patient and consistent with it. Like you can't give up on it. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Like oh, it ain't working, and move on. Like no, you got to still pound it, and and pound pause. it until they break. You know what right, I'm saying? Pause. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm saying don't give up on the run if you feel like it's not going your way. Continue to run the football, keep them honest, and you'll be able to break some runs in there. But like Todd, he sometimes to me he gives up on stuff and he just goes away from it because yeah, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, I don't, yeah, I, I, I don't understand that. But like, like you said, like I think that I think they need to run first and to to build that pass. Like you, you gotta you gotta make the defense think that that's what you want to do. Just like with their um, triple tight end package, like when they bring that in, they want us to think that they're running. And then uh-huh. when they when they lull us to sleep with it, then they go over top. So Tom Muckton, you you got to build on those jet sweeps. You got to build on on stuff like that. Now I I did I remember I don't know if it was the Tennessee game, maybe the Colts game. I can't remember one of those games, man. Where it we um we we ran the jet sweep to the left. Can't remember who was who was in that chest. It might have been Zay, right? But then we came back right, and it looked like it was going to be that. And and I think somebody threw the ball downfield. Like I don't, I can't remember if that was uh, <laughs> I can't I can't remember who it was. But uh, yeah, they they threw the ball downfield. So, but I, you got to keep these guys guessing, because because like you said, Pete, like you gave um, Seattle's defense a whole lot of praise and. This is not a um, team where you just come out and just play flat. Um, you you got to come out and score early, punch them in their mouth early, so that hopefully that will discourage them. And what you cannot do, you cannot give up a touchdown on the opening drive. So <laughs> Ravens, yeah, Ravens proved me wrong that last week was a fluke. You know, you know what I mean? Like go out there and um and and get that consecutive game back without giving up a. Um, a first series drive. That's what yeah. I want to see. I think offensively, what concerns me, what concerns me is 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 the wide receivers because see, this is a to me, JB, this is a game where where where, where guys get clamped, and yeah. and it's because like you're playing against DBs that's good, dog, and they can, and it's not one DB, it's two to three DBs they got over there. That are good, and like Odell, you were getting clamped by people we didn't even know, dog. And now these guys are like better than those guys, and I just don't see how much production you can. You know what I mean? I, I I'm hoping, but like their DBs is legit. So like Bateman, like you gotta you gotta show up. This a game where I think we gotta kind of <laughs> we gotta kind of move to the side of. Odell, because because Bateman has your more, he's more of a a shiftier guy, but it's just like, is Bateman going to show up? That's the problem. That's what problem I have with him. Inconsistency. Yeah, his inconsistency. You know what I mean? I, I, like I said, I'm still not a fan of but I'm just saying like, if you want to be productive in this game, like, Bateman can't be inconsistent. Because if Bateman's inconsistent, I'm telling you right now, what's going to happen is you're going to want Lamar to put a cape on. Because mm-hmm. it's going to be so much to do, because you're going to be in situations where it's going to be third and long instead of third and short, and you're going mm-hmm. and and the Seahawks going to be pinning their ears back, coming after you because they right. can't now. Think about mm-hmm. it; they had eleven sacks. Like I think they broke a record. They had eleven sacks in the Giants game. So I just feel like the Ravens' offense, with receiving wise, you guys have to pay attention attention to detail. It's everything for the receivers in this game because you want to be able to get open and you got to understand that these, these corners are very savvy 
and those smart corners. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you got, yeah. you got to be able to yeah, get open. Absolutely. So, 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 so yeah. I think that guys have to be able to be productive. Yeah, I, I, so I think what I would do is, um, I would make, um, I would make Zay that, um, that wide receiver one, right? And, and, and just work him deep, pause. But I think this, this week we gotta line him up same side as, uh, Mark Andrews and, and let those guys go to work. I will put Bateman on the other side, um, I'm not sure I would call him a wide receiver one at at, at, at this moment because um, he hasn't shown it. But uh, put him on the other side, whether it's in the slide or or something. I, I, I this is the game that I want to see the the Ravens work out of a four receiver set a lot. You know, like fig, figure it out, like because you're gonna have to they're gonna have to throw the ball down down the field. Without getting a pass in the first, somebody got to catch the ball downfield, like not just the crossing route, because they're going to try to take that away from Zay and Mark Andrews. This is the game where, like, like maybe first play of the game, go deep to Zay. You know what I mean? With Mark Andrews um, running a slant um, on that same side across the middle. So you can pull that safety away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you're going to get pressure with, with, with the safety packages that they run with the, um, <clears throat> yeah, with the safety packages that they run and, you know, their, their secondary. They, they're going to try to get pressure on Lamar and force Lamar into, um, throwing, um, the, the balls that he don't want to throw, which is what we, we should be doing with Geno Stone. So that, that, that's what I would do. And I, I would, I, I honestly, this game, I would use, um, uh, shoot, I, I would use Rashad Bateman as a possession receiver. Like I, you know, you, 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 you gotta get it. Third and manageable, like you said, P. We can't have, we can't be in third and longs. Offensive line um, have to um, play smart. We, we can't afford uh, bonehead penalties to, to put us in the third and long, fourth and long, or whatever, whatever. Um, we got to go out there and chop the field up. You know, five yards here, five yards here, seven yards there. And I, I think that is or should be Rashad Bateman's game. This game. Yeah, and and I also think JB. I think. I hate to say this, and you know I don't. I mean, I'm not too much of a heavy fan like this, but I think this might be a game Lamar gonna have to use his legs a lot more. I just think yeah. this game, it it it's because it's because these guys they can cover well, and 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 since they're covering so well, you know Lamar just might have to get out of the pocket and just use his legs and, and be able to move the ball down the field. You know what I mean to get to get first downs. I think that. uh that's something that, that that they might be able to use as, as to their advantage. So so Lamar's like, okay, well, if you guys gonna have, you know, locking my my receivers down, then then I'm gonna use my legs to break to break what you guys are doing. You know what I mean? So it might be Lamar, you might have to run a little bit more to make them change the way they play defense towards towards this on Sunday. You know what I mean? His run game of his legs might be a key to uh, allowing the passing game to open up more. To where they say, okay, well, we got to stop his legs, and then you might be able to get some pass plays that you want to get down the field, you know, over the middle or whatever it may be. So, you know, he might have to, his legs might have to be more of a factor this week than compared to like last week. You didn't need his legs to be a factor 
because you could run the football with Gus and you could win the game. But I think this game, his legs might be more of a factor to um, to win this game for the Ravens on Sunday. But this definitely is going to be a this is definitely going to be a dog fight, man. Like because I mean, you're playing, you're finally playing a team where you can measure the stick of how good you are too as a team. Like both teams between Seattle, Seattle's going to figure out how good they are. And the Ravens are going to figure out how good they are. Because when I think when the Ravens play the Lions, I just think the Lions are just, I think they who thought they were. I just think that the Lions, are, they're in a division where the division is not good. And I think they're going to be able to win the games that they want to win. I think the reason why they beat Kansas City is because there was no Travis Kelsey there. I think if Travis Kelsey played that week, they lose that game too. And not only that, JB, the Seahawks beat the Detroit Lions week two. So, are the Detroit Lions a fraud? You know? I mean, they play they Right. Green Bay, right. I think they, them. 
Right, but as I'm saying, if if you're looking at the other winning, <laughs> uh, and I and I put an asterisk next to the to, to to that word, like winning teams in the NFC, Atlanta is at the top of their division at four and four, right? I think. Um, Atlanta, I mean, it's gonna be a dog. I can see a beat. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Then then you have, um, what Philly? You know what I mean? Philly seven to one, Dallas five and two, right? Um. In that same Atlanta um, conference, the NFC South, New Orleans Saints are four and four, and then you have the 49ers, which is behind um, this, the Seahawks at five and three. So, like, I, I I think those teams that I just named, like, if, if Seattle get matched up, I mean, if Detroit get matched up with any of them, I, I think they're beating them. Like, like I said, outside of Philly, and uh, and you, who else? Philly. The 49ers, if they get their mojo back, um, which I, I don't think, I, I, I think their mode, I think that whole 49er run is 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 done. It's a wrap, um, like it's it's unraveling before our eyes. And then maybe like it's a 50-50 toss up with Dallas. I'm I'm not I'm the, uh, the Lions not beating the Cowboys. They're not beating the Cowboys. They're not beating the Eagles. They're not beating the Niners. They're not beating the Seahawks. Now, when it comes to the Saints in Atlanta. I think I think they can beat them, but I think it's a dog fight. I think it's gonna be a dog fight to win. The thing that the thing that'll allow them to beat them is the quarterbacks for Atlanta and New Orleans. Right. Those quarterbacks will lose the game for them and let and let the Lions win that game. Because their quarterbacks are just not that good. But I think Brock can get the job done against the Lions. I think Gino well Gino showed you he could get it done because he did it. I think Dak can get it done, and I think Jalen can get it done. I just think the Lions got to – and think about it. The rest of the Lions – Yeah. They played, yeah. The, they played their hard teams already. So yeah, I know. That, that, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So like, they're going to back right into the playoffs. They're going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. But, I, like I said, it could be one and done, depending on right. what they – Yeah, really, man. It could be true. I, I, I don't know. But – um. I, I want you to keep that same energy, right? Like we we talked about the whole NFC, right? Let's let's throw that back to the AFC with the Ravens sitting at six and two, right? We we right up there atop um, with Kansas City, Miami, Jacksonville, the Ravens, Buffalo, um, and yeah, yeah, Buffalo. I I don't think Pittsburgh is gonna um, run it out. But uh, like those, like those four or five teams, mm-hmm. right? Um, when you talk about the Ravens and how we should be playing and how we should be looking towards the end of the season, playoff time, is it possible for us to make a deep run into the playoffs? And then I know we discussed this maybe two episodes ago, like what was the Ravens selling? But like, like really break it down for me and. You know what I mean? You can go team by team individually, but how do you think the Ravens are going to fare against those top four guys? All right, so, so when I look at when I look at the AFC and I look at where the Ravens sit at, right, this this is what I see. So Kansas City, Kansas City, I to me Kansas City made they made mistakes. Kansas City should have made some trades because they need help. But then again, you still got Andy Reid, so you can't overlook them. But Kansas City to me is, is is vulnerable. They're very, very vulnerable. And I believe they can be beat. So 
The Kansas City team you seen last year is not the Kansas City team that's here this year. But what saves Kansas City today is their defense is playing some goddamn good football. So that saved them some. But their offense has issues because they live through Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. They need more firepower to me on their offense to allow them to be I mean, Andy can mask, he can mask some, some things up. Of course he can. But I think when it becomes crucial, like I said, when you can clamp someone, so if they can clamp Travis, it becomes crucial because right. now who else is going to show up? Who do you rely on, right? You know what I'm saying? So it makes it makes a sky more, it makes a, 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 a Kadarius Tony or somebody to, to have to step up. And, and be better. And from what we watched this year, JB, it it don't work out that way for them sometimes. But they still find a way to win. But if Patrick Mahomes ain't Superman for them, sometimes it, it gets rough. Last week it got rough because Patrick Mahomes wasn't fully himself and it didn't work out that way. So to me, I think the Ravens could walk into into Kansas City and beat them because they are vulnerable. They have weak they have glaring weaknesses that I thought they would address and to trade, but they didn't. So that's their problem. Uh, when I look at Jacksonville, to me, Jacksonville is scary because they got a, they almost got a complete team. They have good receivers. They have a good running back and they live through Ty Law. Now, Ty Law, he got a Trevor Lawrence got to be, he, he, as long as he's smart with the football and playing well, they're dangerous. And the Ravens are going to see them this year because they have to play against Jacksonville this year, this year too. I like Calvin Ridley in that offense. Calvin Ridley allows that offense to be more explosive. That was a missing piece that they were missing last year. They needed some more explosion in that offense, and they got it with, with Calvin Ridley. So he's a great piece in a pickup. And Travis Etienne's been running well. Like, he's been looking really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He looks in And their defense is good. They, 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 they can get after the quarterback. I mean, we knew that last year, that they, they have a good defense. So Jacksonville is, is a team that to wreck with. I think that they can beat the Ravens, and the Ravens can beat them. That game could go either way. That's, gonna, that's, yeah. that's, a, that's a toss-up mm-hmm. game. Then when I go down, I look. You said the Elvis Dixon 2 team was the Miami Dolphins. Now, right. I don't – Miami's hard to, to figure out, JP, because a part of me feels like Miami's fraud, and a part of me feels like Miami is legit. And the reason why I say that is because when I watch the Miami against Buffalo, they look like frogs. They really do. But then we can watch them against the Broncos. It's like, dang, they hung, what, 70 on them? But it was the Broncos. They gave them six. So, like, what I do what I do know about the, the Miami Dolphins is they have speed. And they have speed that you just, man, you just, it's just, it's unreal speed. But we're going to see the Miami Dolphins this year, too. So we're going to be able to match ourselves up against them, too. Because remember last year, J.B., we were beating the crap out of Miami, and then all of a sudden, their speed took over, and they won that game. 
and Tua threw six touchdown passes to win that game. So we know Tua can win you a game. We know Tua is good at that. And right, the Hill won won that game. Yeah. <laughs> they got two receivers that that boy they they lightning fast. Yeah. So hey, at first it worries me with Miami because that speed if you can't cover that speed they're gonna beat they just gonna beat you though. And Tyreek Hill is on another planet right now the way he's playing football. So the Ravens de- that's a challenge for the Ravens defense. I don't think it's a challenge for the Ravens offense because I believe the Ravens offense can be productive against the Miami Dolphins. But that's a challenge for their defense. Agreed. So, Agreed. I think that went like, okay, can our defense show up and play well? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other team that I really want to talk about is that? the Bengals. The Bengals, they, they coming. Pause. <laughs> They, they coming. Come. They coming, they, man. Even though they four and three, they coming. And but they, they did the same thing last year. Yes. Same thing. Yes. So that's same. another dangerous team in this AFC. So that's why I say, JB, I mean, I guess some people might say I'm a little hard on the Ravens, but the reason why I am is because these teams can be dangerous if you're not consistent. And I think that's why I preach so much consistency with the Ravens. Mm-hmm. I want them to be played better. I want them to be running on all four cylinders because I'm telling you, playoffs, these teams right here are what you're going to match up against. Yeah, in the playoffs, right? Play against, you're going to get a chance to play. Most of them. I think the only ones they don't get to play against is the uh, Chiefs. So they play the Bengals again. They're going to play the Jacksonville Jaguars and they're going to play the Miami Dolphins. You're going to get a chance to test who you are against these teams. So that's why I say I think we'll get a better idea of who the Ravens are when they play against them because those teams you're going to get a chance to play against. And then if you do beat them or you do lose to them, you will see them in the playoffs again. So with all that being said, I think, the Cincinnati game will be a dog fight because the rate that's a rival. That game could go either way. The Jacksonville game could go either way for me. I think the Ravens really could beat Kansas City. I just they just they're yeah. Yeah. They're, they're the most out of all these tickets, they, to me, they're the most vulnerable. The vulnerable, right. And I think that they I think they can handle it. Like literally beat them and handle it. I mean, Miami, if they can if the defense can contain the speed, they can win the game. It's a deep because, because to me, their defense, eh, it's not too much different from what they had last year. Okay, you got Jalen. Jalen don't scare me. Sorry, I just he don't. Jalen Waddle no, don't scare you. Jalen Ramsey. Oh, Ramsey. I was about to say. No, okay. they don't, yeah. They don't, yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that they can offensively. I think they can compete. I think they can they can put points up, but at the same time, the defense has to be able to shut down. Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. So all in all, I think the Ravens in that in that order, I think they're they're they're, they're between like the one or two best mm-hmm. in in that area. To mm-hmm. me. I agree. But, but the Jacksonville Jaguars to me are the more competitive. All right. Yeah. Yeah. They're and scary, they got, like you said. Yeah. Yeah, because they got peace. They got they got mm-hmm. pieces everywhere. They got two good yeah. receivers. They got a good tight end. They got a good running back, good quarterback. Offensive line is playing well. Defense is playing well. They they kind of more complete than, than most teams. Yeah, 
and they still figuring it out. And once they yeah. figure it out, yeah. yeah, yeah, it could be dangerous. I agree. So that's what I see when I look at the Ravens in the AFC. All right. Well, back to this week's matchup. Right. Uh huh. Um, what we usually do, you um, give out the keys. Give right? out keys, right? Yeah. Who? Huh? What you, what you need from the offense, defense, special teams, what, what we need to do. Okay. So my first key is let's get Geno moving. Let's create pressure on Geno because when Geno gets the pressure, he gets a little flustered. He makes mistakes. I think Geno might lead the NFL in red zone interceptions. I think he has the most. I want to say he has like three or four. He has the most red zone interceptions in the NFL. And I'm, I'm highly like, I'm pretty sure I'm correct on that. Um, so you got to make Geno, you got to get him the pressure and get up on him. Um, another thing is you got to, you got to slow their running game down. They are a good running football team. With Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet, they run the football well. You have to slow their running game down. Because if you don't slow that running game down, what it's going to do is open up the play-action game so much the way those their receivers are so good that they are going to have a, a they're going to get on a tear, and they're going to be able to dominate you with that. So you got to slow the running game down to slow down their pay their play-action play game because they they're very good when it comes to play-action. Geno does that well. He's very accurate. So pressure on Geno. Slow the running game down. Play tight coverage on the corners will help you win the will help that part. Offensively, we have to Todd has to be way more creative in his offensive passing game on Sunday. This is probably the best secondary besides the Browns that he probably has seen. Browns have a good secondary too, but I think this secondary is better. And it's, it's going to be a challenge. He has to be creative. And not only that, don't shy away from the running game if it's working or if it's not working right away. Like, continue to run the football even though – or if the passing game not working right away, don't shy away too much and get one-dimensional. Like, you got to mix it up and you got to keep the defense on their toes because this is a smart defense. And like I said, Pete Carroll is very savvy. He's going to have some – some wrinkles up his sleeve for that defense. So I think those key things that they have to do to be able to be successful. And then also my last key is Lamar has to, this game he's going to have to use his legs. His legs are going to be able to allow the offense to be more potent against this Seahawks defense. So that's, that's, that's my keys for success for this game. Okay, I hear you, and I, I I agree with all of that. Um, my offensive keys are um, pretty much what you said, P. Um, I, I think we gotta um, we gotta keep the our offense has to be balanced. Like we it, it, it can't like we can't just run heavy. Um, we can't just throw the ball. We, we can't come out the first half. Um, running the ball and be successful with it and go away from it. Uh, we gotta be consistency, <laughs> consistent. I mean, like there's, so there's that word again. Um, and we just gotta, um, function on all cylinders. Like you said, um, 
I think Lamar is probably going to have to use his legs a little bit more in this game um, compared to what he usually um, has been doing this season. Um, I don't want to see him go crazy. I, I don't want to see any um, running back, I mean, uh, quarterback sweeps or anything like that or um, or um, just just run him into the ground. I'm, I want to see some type of um, rhythm um, going with the um, with the offense when it starts up front uh, with those guys up line. I mean, um, on the O line, like they they have to block, they have to um, understand and win their assignments up front. Uh, defensively, I, I need um, I continue to need Pat and uh, Agent Zero um, to play the way they've been playing, like the the way that, the way that they two have been playing, um, like that tandem is probably the best linebacker core in the NFL right now. So you, you got to keep winding up yourselves, guys. Like you, like y'all played tremendously, um, well, um, from sideline to sideline, which enables the defensive line to go after the quarterback. Um, I, I think Kyle Hamilton is probably going to be blitzing a lot. Um, Although I think um, Seattle likes to pick up the, um, the, the blitz, they they handle the blitz uh, very well, which means I'm um, going back to my secondary. Like y'all guys, like y- y'all y'all gonna need to play, and y'all gonna need to play together. Like there's no time for no um, <clears throat> um, mis- uh, critical mistakes. Um, you, if you are a DB, you have to understand where the safety is on the field um, compared to, I mean, like each package um, as, as a safety, you have to know, like this is really the truth. As a safety, you have to know which DB, which um, cornerback is your weakest cornerback. And you have, you might have to start cheating to that side, which, you know, I, I, I like, um, the Ravens do like it's not it's not always one guy on one side like they they get matched up uh, with everybody across the board. Um, Marlon Humphrey, I need Marlon Humphrey um, to have not really a monster game, but he has to play within himself. He has to understand the assignment and go after it and attack it, and hopefully that'll bring us um, the dub, man. Okay, well. So, what's your score prediction for this game? Uh, my score prediction, I'm going to go 24-17 Ravens. Yeah. I'm going to go, hmm, I'm going to go 27-24 Seahawks. Hmm, okay. I, I think, uh. That's, that's how you feeling, huh? Yeah, I think Seahawks. I think Seahawks come into Baltimore this week, and I think sneak one out. They 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 take one. Yeah, yeah, we shall see, man. I think they sneak this one out. Um, I think this is a uh, nothing against the Ravens. I just think that this is one of those games they might drop. You know what I mean? I think you know, and then they get themselves back on you know on course. I think that this game right here, um, this game right here is it's close. It's tight. But I think you know. I mean, this is game. They just they just lose it at the last, and yeah. uh, last, you know, pull it well, out. Hopefully so, not. Hopefully not. Hopefully yeah. not. You know what I mean? I just you know some games we can't pick. Regular, we can't look like certain games. Yeah. 
I think this might just be one of those games where they just lose that game. Like I, I never seen them losing to the Colts. I thought they would win that game, but hey, it happens. So, you know, certain games, you know, this might be the one of those games for them. So, but hopefully they get the dub. Um, hopefully, you know, they, everything works out. So, uh, I appreciate you guys for tuning in tonight. Hope we gave you enough information about the Seahawks and the Ravens tonight, as far as the matchup. Um, you also can catch us on Spotify, Apple. Uh, we appreciate you listening to us. Uh, we're going to keep coming with more good content. We'll be back on Monday for the post game uh, to talk about the Ravens and the Seahawks. And like, like JB said, hopefully it's a Ravens win. So with that being said, guys, we're going to close out tonight. Uh, you guys have a good night, and we'll catch you on Monday night. Holla. Nobody can stop.